Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, coming to you from Hawaiian beaches on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yay! Thank you so much. We're now live on Facebook. I'm going to start. I'm, I hear myself. How do I do that? Yay. Okay. Thank you for That's joining. fun. I must have two pages open. There we go. <laughs> Yay. Thank you for bearing with me through the technical stuff. All right. I have so many questions today. It is so fun. Please feel free to raise your hand if you'd like to jump in there. I'm just going to get started with some of these questions. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you, Anne. Anne's here with me. <laughs> She's been coming every week for some weeks. Okay, so here's the first one. This one came after I, I made a post on Facebook last night or last week called Responsibility. And I'll read that to you. Taking responsibility for your life is meaningless because what you know of your life does not exist. In the real world, responsibility is impossible. But to awaken to the real world takes willingness to admit responsibility for all of the images that come to you in dreaming. See? You don't just take part of them and say, okay, I'm responsible for this. I'm, oh, I'm not responsible for that over there. In dreaming, everything's coming from your mind. Everything's coming from your mind. And in that sense, you assume all responsibility. Admit it. I mean, you do have responsibility for it. If you don't, if you're not sure about that, you can hope that you have responsibility for it because having responsibility for it gives you dominion. That means you can undo the cause of it. Okay. All image that, the images that come to you because you don't really want images. You really want reality. Okay in dreaming without leaving any anything or anyone left out if you think you would rather have things as they are or i'm sorry if you think you would rather have things as they are not or keep things as they are you are avoiding responsibility for your dreaming because you still wish to stay asleep so you, do you see that if you would rather have things as they are not or keep things as they are, you are avoiding responsibility. This is not good or bad. It's just something to be aware of. You're avoiding responsibility for your dreaming because you still wish to stay asleep. So that's just an awareness to, for you. That's just an awareness for you. It tells you if you are, if you are thinking that way, pursuing those kinds of thoughts, that means you still wish to stay asleep. You don't really want to wake up. Okay, so you just admit that. That's all. As soon as you're willing to become aware that you are the cause of everything that you perceive, you have accepted the kind of responsibility that will release you from dreaming up a world where conflict, sickness, and death seem inevitable. How did you start dreaming? You felt guilty and became afraid. In fear, you projected a world to escape imminent death, which you mistakenly thought you deserved. 
How do you awaken? Admit that whatever you perceive is being perceived because you wanted it that way. And be sure to include everyone and everything. So here comes the question. How does this take into consideration people who have been abused? Well, you heard me say, be sure to include everyone and everything. There's not really exceptions to that. There's not exceptions to that. But I understand um, the question of, hey, what about these people who are being abused or have been abused? I'm not even sure. She says are abused. So how does this take into consideration people who are abused? The same way it takes into consideration the people who are living out a wish for death, which includes all of them. Okay. You, you can you can say you can say all of us are self-abused. Some of us manifest a mirror image of that, a reflection of someone abusing us. Okay. Some of us manifest a reflection of people abusing other people. See, there's some people that know people who are abusing other people, right? That's their projection. That's their perception. That's for them. See, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to perceive yourself, either perceive yourself as being abused, perceive yourself as an abuser, or to perceive other people being abused in the world. That's not a bad thing. It's something to be aware of. You made that. I made that. I made this perception of other people being abused, for instance. So then the reply to that was, so are you saying people who are abused are asking for it? No, I'm not. The way, the way, the way that's asked, the way that's asked is it's as if there's like a separate person asking for something. Okay. It's a, it's, it's asked for all of this, all of this death wish is asked for energetically by everyone. There's only one of us. Okay. There's not separate people. There's not separate people deserving abuse different from other people. Deserves it or is asking for it. Not like that. Not like that. You're not asking for it. You're making it up. You're actually projecting it. That's completely different than asking for it. You're projecting it. You're making it. You've already asked for it. Now you've got it. You're projecting it. You ask it, ask it of yourself. Okay? So then, I, so then I said no, and the question then was, can you explain further? And so in the case of being abused, let's say a scenario where um, you perceive yourself being abused, okay? Say you perceive yourself being abused. I don't have any advice for you in the world. Should you stay or should you go? I have no advice. Okay, because that's not even anyone's choice. That's no one's choice. You're having a perception of being abused. Be kind to yourself. You know how you be kind to yourself? 
watch the projection about someone else outside of you coming to abuse you. It may feel even more painful at first to take responsibility and stay steady with the thought, I'm making this up or something similar to that that resonates with you so that you can teach your mind that you are making this up. When you teach your mind that you are making it up, then you can also undo it. You can undo it at the root though, at the root. Why undo it on the surface if you can't undo it at the root? It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even make any difference. It's coming back again in another form. You're gonna get the feeling of being abused again by someone or something. It's guaranteed if the root isn't burned. So the whole thing is to watch yourself mentally. Watch mentally. Are you making yourself a victim? Even if someone's slapping you around, I don't, it doesn't matter. You can, it doesn't matter what's arising on the surface. You could always use your mind as the one with dominion to undo this abusiveness, okay? So it's attention to Am I making myself into a victim of this? Am I making it as if this person's separate from me, from me? You don't have to try to change it at all. Just become aware. Become aware of what you're making of it, okay? You'll get really good guidance if all you want for guidance is to see the truth. If that's all you want is to see the truth, you're gonna get really good guidance, okay? So in asking for anything, you know, it's not in asking, oh God, please make them stop abusing me or please make me stop being abusive or please get those people to change. It's more like, let me see this clearly. Let me see how I'm making this. Show me how I can help. Not in a physical way, that, that doesn't need any asking. It's just unfolding. It's unfolding perfectly. Even all of your expressions, everything, it's all unfolding perfectly. You don't need any guidance on that. It's on let me see clearly, okay? And this person mentioned that they help people who have been abused. Okay, thank you, that's really sweet. I love that. Um, also, a lot of the times when people who are being abused or have been abused are going for help, they're going for a certain kind of help. They're going for a kind of help that's gonna continue abuse. They don't know it and often the therapist doesn't know it don't realize it. You know, you know how it, the abuse gets continued? That there's an idea that they're a victim. I'm not saying that the person who asked me this is going around, going about it that way. I have no idea. I get, definitely get a hint though by the question. So are you saying people who are abused are asking for it? <laughs> <laughs> If they're being made a victim of it, then the whole thing, the whole process of the so-called healing on the surface is just going to bring about more abuse in another form. It can't help it. Cannot help it. If the root isn't taken care of, 
if the root of it isn't taken care of. See, that's where we're going here. Whatever you've got going, whatever kind of therapy you're giving or anything, you know, what it, what it takes is in your own, this is for you, Ty, in your own consciousness, in your own awareness, is their willingness to perceive them as wholly innocent and wholly responsible for all that they perceive. Are you willing to see them that way? Because that's a, that's a projection and a reflection of how you would see yourself. Okay. That's taken by the mind to be about yourself. Are they a victim? Then so are you. Are you vulnerable to abuse? Then so are they. No one's vulnerable like that. We make ourselves seem vulnerable because of believing that we separated ourselves from reality. Okay, but no one's vulnerable like that. And believing that we separate ourselves from reality is a choice. Out of that belief, all kinds of manifestations of abusiveness arise, okay? You can say that everyone is unwittingly asking for it because it's not like the ego tells you, oh, hey, you know, believe with me, believe in this real world and you're gonna get abusiveness. How about that? Does that sound good? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so innocent. It's not like the one who chooses to believe in separation realizes that by believing in separation, they're bringing about experiences and perceptions of abusiveness. Okay. Thank you, Ty. I, I really appreciate the question. I got some comments going on over here. Oh, yay. Okay. Thank you, Karen. It's lovely to see you. Lovely to see your words on my screen anyways. It looks like I'm getting more comments. So I'm just going to do a little refresh here so I can see them. Oh, I love you. Thank you, Irina. Yay. Well, it wasn't a question, but it's always nice to have someone tell you they love you. Thank you so much. Okay, so next question. Those of you on with me, feel free to raise your hand if you'd like to speak with me. Thank you. Okay, here's a fun one. Oh, the one who wrote this is on right now. It's Anne. Anne, do you want to come on? If you do, raise your hand, okay? So I'm experiencing this so-called twin flame separation story right now. It's a real painful drama. I can see beyond the surface of it. All the things are coming up. The separation, belief, guilt, attack thoughts, blame, grief, rage, perceived abandonment, rejection from source, even seeing thoughts come up about wanting to die. Great. Victim. It's like all of this stuff in one shiny package. Yay. It's very convincing. Yes, yes. That's how, that's how it is. Uh, wouldn't really work if it wasn't convincing. <laughs> My awareness is super attracted to this happily ever after romance saga, and I know I am not alone in that one. Okay, so you could say that your awareness is attracted to feeling separate right now. Okay, it's like a, it, it's like it gets, it's like it gets contracted in this illusion of feeling separate, and it's. 
it's not so much the the story of happily ever after it's not so much that it's this feeling of guilt and rage and anger so out of that it's projecting a story about wanting to live happily ever after that's not even you that's not even your voice that's projected it's an extrapolation on the thought of separation. It's just one of those things like, I want something that I don't have. It's not personal and you can generalize all of it. What makes it painful is just your pursuing thoughts about it. That's all, that's all. And there's nothing wrong with it being painful. That's the other thing. Watching my ego and emotional state going absolutely fucking crazy. Yes, I like the emphasis there. I am asking for another interpretation. Good, good. I am acknowledging that I am believing in the story and just allowing the feelings to come up. Perfect. I am ego reacting and then feeling guilty, but still noticing that as I watch all of the things happening. So you're reacting to the ego's guidance. Okay. You're reacting to the ego's guidance. The ego's guidance is any thought that brings up anything uncomfortable, including concern, even a little bit of frustration, any kind of worry, anything like that. That reacting that you're getting is reacting to the ego's guidance. All right? That, is, that may be helpful for you to, to help you see. You're actually reacting to ego's guidance. If you're reacting, there's nothing there that's true for you. Okay? And feeling guilty, but still notice the feeling, the feeling guilty is also reacting to another thought, ego guidance. Still noticing that as I watch all the things happening, still noticing that as I watch all the things happening. Okay. Okay. I am aware of it. Yay. That's the best. I'm constantly doing my best to redirect my attention to just noticing and allowing it to be constantly doing and allowing it to be what it is. Okay, so constantly doing my best to redirect my attention. Even watch that one who's doing their best to redirect the attention because that becomes an illusion as well. It's kind of like keep on taking another step back. Keep on getting more detachment. Just take a step back from that the one that i the one that says i am constantly doing my best no no that's not you step back take another step back okay that's it that's a that's a you could you could tell you could tell that that's the ego because it's like i'm doing my best and nothing's happening i still am feeling like shit you could tell that's the ego take one step back from that keep on taking a step back in fact, keep on taking, just keep on taking a step back. Keep on taking it. You know, you could always get a little bit of, a little bit more relaxation. Okay. So the one that's doing their best, uh, that, that one, let them have a rest. <laughs> Give them a break. <laughs> Allowing it to be what it is and going into that space of willingness to see the beyond the story. So part of allowing it to be what it is, is, is that taking that step back? I know it's funny taking that step back and noticing that one that seems to be doing their best. Of course, of course you're doing your best when you're completely, when you completely forget about spiritual concepts, you're also doing your best. You're always doing your best. 
you know, that's, that's just how it is. Um, you, you, when your, when your attention doesn't get redirected right away, just step back and watch that because what's falling into the ego trap, so to speak, and then what's getting the clarity again, that's neither of those are you, neither of those are you. They're arising within you. So watch those plays. Any kind of perceived ego trip is bringing back gifts. It's like digging for gold and finding it if your eyes are open to it. Okay? So it's a blessing. And none of those, you know that, you know that pain that you're talking about too, that pain? It's not really pain. That's your interpretation of it. Those sensations actually aren't painful at all. That's just an interpretation. So it's like, just watch this one that's interpreting things as painful. Just watch that. Let those fluctuations happen. I, I, I see this so big with people. It's like, they don't want the fluctuations. They'll say, I don't want the ego. They'll be pushing at the ego. But you know, the ego isn't even real. So pushing against it is making it real. What you really are not wanting is to get that full feeling effect of, the, uh, of what's coming up right now, of what's projecting all of these thoughts in the first place. You know, the first, there's a, first there's a feeling and then the, thoughts, then the thoughts about twin flame or whatever form it takes. It doesn't matter. It's all totally meaningless. Whatever form it takes. It, that's, they're coming off of a feeling. So the fear is, and the way the, the defensiveness is built up, it's so that you don't have to feel that. You can keep on thinking about how you're doing your best to redirect your attention and stuff like that. And it's all so that you don't have to feel that feeling. So, it, so all these thoughts, all these thoughts are just a distraction. And you can tell you get more and more upset because if your attention is, uh, is detached from the situation, it, you're just going to let those feelings intensify in you. It actually feels good. It actually feels good. But in that moment, you're wanting the story more than you're wanting the end of stories. See, it's like you're wanting, a, you're wanting to substitute another story. You're wanting to substitute another story, maybe get a better feeling in the story, in the illusion instead of wanting to see through the illusion and you know that's just the way it goes that's just the way it goes no one's wrong or guilty about it it's just another opportunity to keep on looking okay so truth i can see and feel the truth in it but i'm absolutely in my ego about it no you're not no you're not who said that Who's taking it as true? No, you're not in your ego about it. You don't even have an ego. Let's put it that way. If you can see and feel the truth, stay with that. Despite the thought that arises that says, I'm absolutely in my ego about it. You're not. You can, you can get that thought given, given to you as guidance by the ego and you can go, oh yeah, that's it. I'm in my ego. <laughs> <laughs> I have an ego and I'm in it. <laughs> My ego thinks it's impossible to be monitored 24-7. Of course, that's fun. <laughs> it's another one, just the same thing as 
four. Thankfully, I see the holes in the matrix. Yay. All the time, which always brings me back to willingness. Yay. Good for you. And you notice, I bet you notice that when you're in it, it seems so bad. And then once it's over, it's, you're kind of like, why did I freak out? Why did I freak out about that? <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So it's passing. So the next time it comes up and it will until you are until, until it's totally nothing to you. So it's totally nothing to you. It's going to come up again. Next time it comes up, you're going to remember a lot more of the of the ways the ego offers guidance and you won't be so motivated to follow it. Isn't that for fun? I guess my question beyond just sharing is what does this other interpretation look like? It looks like relief. Ah, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness that wasn't real what I was taking as real. Thank goodness the idea that I was, I'm, I'm absolutely in my ego is impossible. That's what it looks like. <laughs> Something like that. But you can feel it. You can feel a great relief. You know, it's given to you by what's known as the Holy Spirit or the Great Comforter. It's all such a relief. We're asking to see the truth of reality. Is that right? Yes, that is right. You're asking to see the truth of reality. You're asking to see beyond what you've made of it. And pretty much what we, what we all see here is what we made of it. We are not seeing reality. We are not seeing reality. Our eyes do not see anything that's real and true. Our ears do not hear anything that's true. I like to say nothing that I say is true, okay? We're asking for a different kind of vision, okay? You're asking for a different kind of vision and you can have it if you want it. You can always have it if you want it. So if you're asking, asking, asking for it, and you're not getting it, it's because you don't want it. Look at that uncomfortable feeling. Look at that concerned feeling. Watch that concerned feeling and the thought that made that concerned feeling justified will let go of you. And there's that, you know, and you realize that that feeling has no justification. It's not, a, it's not true. The thought that makes it justified isn't even true. And over time, watching like that, these feelings don't seem to have any power over you because you, you've claimed all your power back from them. Time after time, you just claim a little bit more of that power. You see it and you claim it back. You're like, no, that has no power. I'm making this up. I can sense my loving awareness beyond the perceived emotional pain and I can find moments of laughter, but it still feels exhausting and heavy. The exhausting and heavy is coming from thinking. Okay, that's just coming from thinking. It feels exhausting and heavy to who? Who feels it like that? See, that's just a belief. Even the one feeling it is a construct of thought. You're not even capable of feeling exhausted and heavy. You're having a dream of that. So it's like giving comfort. Like giving comfort to that. 
and then the laughter will the laughter will come the laughter does not seem to be abundant right now yeah that's how you know you've got a reinterpretation you are laughing you are laughing you're gonna laugh this dream away and you're gonna be so happy and surprised at what reality really is I know it's all for healing but I'm not perceiving myself as feeling very healed yeah that comes and goes that comes and goes so it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter that comes and goes and it's all for healing okay so the same is not feeling very he healed that's the same as any kind of attack like um, worry concern anything like that you know it, that that feeling is also a projection it's another form of ego guidance so that you can see that you're not healed hey look here's evidence you don't feel healed do you see <laughs> all the feelings are also illusions okay is the idea to just keep up this practice in one moment poof no more separation story yes and you know what you get more and more you get you get more and more attuned to this practice and you know it you start to become certain you start to become certain that that's where it's leading because you can see yourself, you know the, that clarity that you get, those moments of, and I bet you have a lot of them, uh, those moments of clarity and peace, those just start to expand more and more. Does the illusory thing feel more intense, seem more intense? Yes. You notice that? It seems more intense as you have those more peaceful ones, as you have the more peaceful awareness, any kind of illusory thought that you believe it seems more intense than it used to be hence the ego thoughts like see look at this look how intense it is it's not healed okay it's you know why it's more intense now it's not really more intense but you know why it feels more intense now because you're aware of the contrast you know how you deserve to be feeling you know the kind of peace that you deserve so when there's contrast you're much more aware of it now. So hooray, nothing's gone wrong. It seems more intense. It seems like it could be more of a problem than it ever was when it arises. But guess what? It's still for healing. And be glad that you could feel it so intensely because you now you can't ignore it. You have to keep on bringing it to the truth. You don't really have a choice in that. You see that? You see how you keep on asking? You even ask me. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me. <laughs> it's thank you uh, just an observation it's amazing how often the sense of guilt pops up all day yes that's another thing you know it goes unnoticed and even even um there's even defensiveness toward knowing it i notice people get start to start to get angry a lot of the times when they hear this you know, I had one person in Wisdom Dialogues, it was quite a while ago, it's been years ago, maybe three years ago, but he said, do you mean to tell me that I'm seeing it like this because of guilt? And I said, well, yes. And he got up and he walked away. <laughs> I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> it's, not, it's not super popular. It's not a super popular with the ego that this is, you know, 
you know what, when you start to see that, you start to see it more and more often. You start to see how it pretty much runs the whole life, which is like, hooray that I'm seeing it. That's a big step. Yay that I'm seeing this. Yay I'm, that, I'm seeing, uh, that I'm seeing suicidal thoughts. You may have not have seen suicidal thoughts until you, until you started examining your mind. I didn't. I never saw myself having suicidal thoughts until I examined my mind. And then it was like really clear to me, I hate my life. I want to die. You know, it was like, oh, thank you for showing me that. That's all it is. It's not a problem. It's like, oh, thank you for showing me that. Because it's the awareness of it that allows the healing. The only thing that doesn't allow the healing is keeping it in the dark. And that's what the ego means to do because you want the ego to do it. Ego's not doing it to you. You made that thing up to do this for you. And the, and the ego is going to guide you, give you guidance that will defend against the truth. That's all. Isn't that fun? I hate my life. I want to die. And then it's like, whoa, that's really bad. It's like, take a step back from that. It's actually nothing. It's completely meaningless. And you know, it has no teeth. It can't do anything. It has no effect when you recognize that it's meaningless. Notice that. No, notice that, Anne, where it's like the thought occurs to you, I'm absolutely in my ego about this, and you're laughing about that. You're laughing about that thought. See how it has, then it has no effect. It's just that the thought occurs to you, and then you take it as true, like automatically. All right, I'm having some more questions come in. This is a fun one. I might be a little long today. How fun. All right. Irina. I'm not sure if I'm saying it the way you say it, but I like the way that sounds. Sometimes I feel like there's no reason to go on, like there's no point. I cracked the code. I know this is an illusion. What now? Perfect. That's great. Well, it, do you know your purpose that now? Do you know your purpose now that you know it's an illusion? See, that's an ego thought right now, right there. It's like, there's no point. There's no point. Why should I go on? Well, you know, you made this whole world so that you can undo the thought of separation that's in the back of your mind. You made the whole world for that. So now that you crack the code, so to speak, just put your attention toward undoing it. Teach and learn, teach and learn, teach and learn your own mind, your own mind that everyone is innocent and wholly deserving of reality. That everyone is, everyone is invulnerable. Everyone is invulnerable in their own mind. They're invulnerable to this illusion. They may not perceive themselves like that you may not perceive them like that either, but you keep on teaching and learning until this, project, this projection is wiped away, wiped away and totally forgotten, totally forgotten. Like a dream that you had long ago, now you cannot recall. Okay. Yes, and ego tricks, ego tricks, ego tricks all the time. It's like hide and go seek. Okay, Elka, I see it. Goda, I see it. Oh, fun. Thank you. I'm going on. I'm going in order of, of these questions received for the for now. 
Romantic stuff. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Okay. We'll take those ones in a few. Okay, here's one from Lori. Those of you who've been on with me for a while know Lori. She was my panelist every single day, every single week, for lots of weeks. And now she doesn't have reception. So <laughs> she's out in Texas and some, I don't know, maybe in a park, uh, no, I was going to say parking lot. No, I'm thinking campground, uh, something like that. Anyways, I can't be with you tonight, but I can listen after you post it on YouTube. Yay. I see I'm taking something personally after telling others that nothing is personal and I don't take shit personal. I love that, Lori. I love it. That's the best. That's when you know. That's when you know. You're just like making some shit up. <laughs> as soon as you say it, you don't really believe it. You're telling other people because you want to try to convince yourself that's true. <laughs> Isn't that fun? <laughs> you don't have to take shit personal. You don't have to. <laughs> All right. Of course, life brought it, LOL, I know you're laughing. When I walked into a room today, a man walked out saying, when someone is so exuberant, it gives me a headache. And he walked out. <laughs> I got the feeling of rejection and felt it, good. I asked to see another interpretation. I got nothing. <laughs> not sure if I'm just not open enough to see it because I'm also feeling like I'm a victim of him. And I see that too. I see thoughts of wanting to stay far away from him or to tell him off to his face. So with all those thoughts, are you also asking for another interpretation? There's a thought wanting to stay away from him. That's one interpretation. You know, that's an ego interpretation. You could say it's ego guidance. Um, wanting The wanting to stay away from him, the wanting to tell him off to his face. Are you asking for another interpretation in that thought? Because, you know, what when you get that thought it appeals to you and that's why it's like it's prominent to you it's made prominent for you notice how notice how there's a there's a drive to relieve some of that pressure by fantasizing about telling him off or <laughs> fantasizing about what you're going to say or something like that. Okay. So yeah, when you're asking for another interpretation and not getting it, you could be sure you're more committed to another thought. You're com more committed to your own interpretation, your own interpretation. So you don't have to get all um, anxious about it. Like, let me see another interpretation. Come on, I don't see it. Come on, I don't see it. Get that feeling of that ego interpretation. Get that feeling of it. Any kind of those fantasies about how you want to tell him off or stay away from him or somehow show him that he was wrong for that. You know, keep on turning your attention to the feeling in your energy body where that's being projected. You know, it's kind of like a game because the ego will take you back to trying to diffuse some energy in the way of thinking about something in a fantasy land. Keep on, keep on turning your attention back to the feeling, okay? And, and just keep on watching it and be happy about it. 
and go for gratitude with him. It's like, thank you. You know, uh, uh, if I see thoughts about, um, about wanting to tell someone off or feeling like someone wronged me in some way or feeling bad about someone, immediately the thought that's allowed to come to me for me is thank you. Thank you. I know if I have any kind of upset toward a person, they're giving me a gift. He is giving you a gift. The more you see his innocence, you see yours too. I see thoughts of wanting to stay far away from him and tell him off. Oh yeah, I read that. I haven't been in this turmoil so deeply. It doesn't seem like it. It always looks like it's so intense, huh? That I can remember and obviously I asked for it. So whatever you have to say, I'm all ears and heart. You gave it to yourself. You gave it to yourself. It's kind of like when you told the person that you don't take shit personal. It's like, I'm ready to heal this. I'm ready to heal this. Show it to me. Show me taking something personal. Here we go. Hooray. Thank you to this man. What an angel. Bringing me this gift. I do love this man. This man. And the ego thoughts are seen as bullshit. And I want them to stop. That is a funny one. Okay? Because if the ego... Thoughts are seen as bullshit. Maybe that's some real bullshit to you. Because then you want them to stop. No, they're not seen as, they're not seen as meaningless. They may be seen as bullshit, but they're not seen as meaningless. Because if they're seen as meaningless, you don't want them to stop. You don't want anything. You don't want anything with them. They're meaningless. They don't mean anything. If they don't mean anything, there's not a problem. Who makes them mean something? You know. <laughs> You're the only one who can. You're the only one who can give meaning to them. So watch that thought. The ego thoughts are bullshit. And I want them to stop. It's funny. It's funny. Have a laugh at that. Okay, so I made this up for me to see through the illusion. I am not separate. He is me. So I'm not liking me when I'm loud or enthusiastic. Well, not necessarily like that. You don't like yourself because you think you separated yourself from reality. Any idea of not liking you for something that you do on the surface, that's a projection. That's a projection. So there's the belief that you separated yourself from reality and not liking yourself for that. Not, not liking. Oh, that was a huge mistake the ego said and you believed it. Okay? Not liking yourself for that. That produces a feeling. Out of that feeling comes the loud and enthusiastic for one, because everything comes out of feeling comes aloud and, ent and enthusiastic, and out of the feeling comes a guy not liking it, out of feeling separate, okay? That's all. And I am willing to see it differently. Good, because you will watch how everything's just passing by. This whole feeling thought construct, it's nothing. It's passing, it's nothing. You're just making a big thing of it because you identified with being someone who doesn't take shit personal. That's all. And guess what? what? If you take one more step back, you're not even taking anything personal. Take one more step back and you're watching this taking something personal thing play out. And it's passing. doesn't mean anything. Okay? It just doesn't mean anything. Last night was too raw, so it was unclear. It's becoming clearer. Yeah, that's how it goes. The next day she writes me again. I love this, Lori. It's becoming clearer. That's what happens. 
So while you're in it, if you can, uh, if you can remember that this is just passing, this is just passing. There's nothing I need to do about this. Last night was too raw. Okay. I'm also seeing how the ego wants to keep the victim drama role going. Yeah. You want to, you also want the ego too. That's why those thoughts occur to you about telling him off and stuff like that. You, you know what? You don't have to go there. You see yourself go there. It's okay. You don't have to go there in the moment. You don't have to go there in that moment. You don't have to go there. If you have a memory of yourself going there, good. It's not a problem. But right now you don't have to go there. All right. Yay, Lori. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Is there such a thing as guidance for action? No. It's funny that this came up today because this was something that I brought up yesterday in Wisdom Dialogues in person. There is no guidance for action. Action is taking care of itself. It's the past playing out. There's no guidance for it. Um, asking for guidance for action or for anything on the surface is a distraction away from what you can really have guidance for. You can have guidance in thought toward peace, toward joy, toward love. You can have guidance for that. Or you can have the guidance of the ego, while you, which will bring you concern and worry and fear. Okay? There's, it's like there's two guides in the mind. You choose which one is going to be your guide. You choose. So, if, so here's, what I, here's what I tell people. Anything that's leading toward worry, concern, anything like that, you ask for another interpretation. And keep asking. Don't worry if it doesn't come right away. Keep asking. You'll start to see more and more. You know, I don't think you can really help keep asking anyways. Because once you've get, gotten to this point where Wisdom Dialogues is resonating with you, you are, you are one of the blessed, the blessed of the blessed. Everyone, everyone's blessed, but everyone's not to the point where they're ready to receive this kind of guidance right now, okay? So... From what I hear from you, spirit guidance is only for seeing and not for action. You are correct. You've been listening. Yay. Thank you. Still, it feels like the action can be guided, not by the ego alone. Action just isn't guided. Let's say that. Action is playing out. It's the mind playing out. It's past thoughts playing out. That's all. See, that's why you're asking for guidance in your thinking. Because as the, as the feeling, as the feeling thought of the thought is moving more toward love and peace and joy and acceptance, that becomes the thought that's going to play out in the so-called future. See, it keeps on getting lighter. It's more loving. So hooray. All right. So there's more. And you know what? I have plenty of time. So anyone have, has any questions, go ahead and raise your hand. I see a lot of people on here. How fun. Thank you for joining. I appreciate you so much. Let me see if I'm getting stuff on Facebook. It says four comments. Okay, let's see. Oh, yay. Oh, thank you for joining. Okay. Had some fun comments over there, but not, not any questions. So let's go back to here we are. Okay, Elka, if we are perceiving conflict with, from another, and it is super intense because it stands out, 
and we realize the lessons and choose the peace instead, what still remains ongoing between us and the other person who is likely still feeling the conflict and bad perception of me? Don't let that play on your awareness. You get the peace. You get the peace. And, you know, if you have the thought of them having conflict and a bad perception of you, let that be felt right now within you because that's projected from you. That's projected from you. And that can and will shift. In fact, it'll be shown that it never existed, this conflict. You'll, you know, if you are willing to see it differently, your perception, your perception shifts and that's all. No one can play a conflict game with you when your perception is shifted. Okay, so watch that sense that you're getting that they're still feeling the conflict and having a bad per perception. They are within you. They are projected from your mind. That conflict and bad perception that you perceive of them is coming from a feeling within you right now. Let there be compassion for that feeling. Okay, and let everything on the surface work itself out. I know that the idea of projecting ideas of how someone else feels in my dreams is part of my lesson. Well, that's great. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now I have Goda. Why does it seem like we have several romantic relationships in our life rather than being with one person until the end of this apparent lifetime? Okay. There. <laughs> There have been several relationships I've had with men and at one point thought each one was the one. Well, you know, you're putting that the one on the man. You're putting that the one label on the man. You're asking for something there. You're asking for something. Okay. Even if they turn out to apparently be the one as in you spend your whole life with them because you made them into the one, there's going to be suffering within that. Okay, you don't have to put that on anyone. You are the one. You are the one. Let the guys come and go. Let the romantic relationship come and go. Why? There's no why. The, the, the perception is chaos and it has nothing to do with reality. Okay? If you want a why for it, it's because it gets you all upset. <laughs> I was talking with a friend who momentarily felt she had to make the choice to leave her man because he was questioning not being vegan anymore. And that caused her to cry and hyperventilate because in this moment, it's an important quality she wants in a guy. It seemed like she was having difficulty in whatever apparent choice she made, whether she left or whether she had to learn how to deal with these changes of his diet and love him unconditionally. I guess I felt saddened when I heard her talk about just having this knowing that he was the one and then all of a sudden things can appear to change on the surface, which would cause them to separate. You know, I've been with my husband 25 years. Um, thinking of him as the one, I don't know, that just doesn't really occur to me. I mean, like tomorrow he could be like, you know what, I, I, I like a different kind of broad, I decided. Um, I like blondes with big tits or something like that, you know, and it's like, oh, well, thanks for hanging out with me for the time we did, you know, it's like, then no one's the one. 
<laughs> Apparently, he's been the one for the, per for the past 25 years. He's been the one for the past 25 years. He's the one, whoever it is in front of you, whoever it is that's in front of you, that's the one, whoever's in front of you, that's the one right now that you're healing with. You choose healing. This, this twin flame and, you know, this romantic thing, is, it's really, it's silliness. It really is a bunch of silliness. Those things, you know, mind energy attracts. Mind energy attracts. You are going to find yourself with whomever it is that you need to heal with in that moment. That's all. It's all it is. That's all it's going to be. That's all. Okay. Uh, now, when, and, and there's no, there's, there's no right or wrong to this. And it's not, a, it's, it's not um, something that depicts how far along you are spiritually or anything like that. But if you, find yourself in a relationship that lasts years and years and years, kind of like me and my husband, all that means is there's a lot of lessons between us. There's nothing special about this. It's the same as any, any other, any other way of relating. Now there's a, there's also, there's also relating where, you know, it seems like it's a short time people together and they're done. They don't have any more healing to do together. It's time to move on because they don't have any more healing to do together. You're only, only, only going to stick with someone if there's healing to do together and there's not a choice in that. Okay. Thank you. You'll listen later. You're spending time with grandpa. Okay. Have fun with that. Yeah. I love you. And you mentioned not being good enough for what you were desiring. Let that desire be there. If there's, if there's a desire for it, you know, last week it was a child. This week it's, it seems to be a twin flame. If there's a desire for anything, don't identify it with it. Let that desire be there. It's not, it, it's not serving you to identify with it. It's not going to bring you any kind of happiness. It doesn't come from things in the world. It doesn't come from relationships. It comes from you seeing through. It's from you using every relating, whether it's long-term or short-term, for the same thing. Elka, responding to something I was saying before. This time it feels like what you were saying, thank you, I'm ready to heal this, show me again. Not quite thank you to them yet, but thank you to the true reality. Yay. Yeah, and if there can be any kind of thank you, that's always very helpful. Because notice when you're in a trigger and feeling like you're, you're being um, attacked by the ego, the gratitude goes very fast. So any kind of thank you is really good. I'm not quite perceiving it, but I know I want to. Wonderful. Yay. Well, we got through all that lickety split. I don't think there, let's see if there's any more questions. If not, we'll just see if anything else comes up. And, and those of you who are on with me, you're welcome to raise your hand or type to me. 
Oh, here we go. Stacy, wondering your thoughts are on marijuana, healing or, or harmful. That depends what you make of it. There is nothing, nothing in the world that's healing or harmful. Nothing. That's it. If you make it into something like that, if, you're, if you have to ask that, then you're already making things in the world out to be healing or harmful. And that's not even relevant. There's nothing like that. There's nothing that can, there's nothing that can um, heal you in the world and there's nothing that can harm you in the world. That's wanting to make illusions true. That's just an ego thought. So it's meaningless. Doesn't mean you should or should not do it. There's no choice in it actually. If you get the perception of yourself having marijuana, then that's just the same as getting the perception of yourself drinking a glass of water. It's not any different. Don't put distinctions on these things. Generalize everything. It's all one thing. There's no choice. It's dream playing out, okay? If you're gonna have marijuana, you can do it without guilt. That goes for everything. Also talked about excessiveness yesterday, you know, where you feel yourself. I know people tell me they have an addiction to things, which isn't possible, which I know is not possible. People get an addiction to thoughts. And I think that the sense is that you're like oversaturated with it. Like it's not really fun anymore. You're just getting oversaturated with this substance, whatever it is. It could be food, it could be marijuana, it could be alcohol, it could be um, sex. There's all, you know, um, being on the internet, all these, you know, and the, it's, it's taking on the feeling of, of guilt or what you should or should not do or calling things healing or harmful in the first place that's even bringing up that question and it's calling them healing, excuse me, healing or harmful, healing or harmful, making that guilty concept play itself out. Kind of like this sense of overdoing things. Do you know what I mean? So you're, maybe you're smoking marijuana and oh, that's nice, oh, and nice. And then all of a sudden you're smoking 10 joints. And that doesn't feel so nice, but you're, you're, you seem to be compulsively going, compulsively going for it. Watch the compulsion. The compulsion toward anything is always showing you how you're beating yourself up in the mind. So just, and that doesn't mean to try to stop it. Just watch the compulsion, play it out, play it all the way out. You know, I've, I've found myself compulsively, com compulsively eating before and just come aware. I'm compulsively eating right now, just like, eating it all up and then watch it just in watching the thoughts that are occurring what's going down what are the feeling sensations and watching any thoughts that tell me what uh, what kind of damage i'm doing to myself too remember nothing is harmful nothing is healing nothing is harmful everything on the surface is so surface okay <laughs> okay, I've got another comment here. Let's see what's going on. Am I in two places? Because I don't see these come in. Oh, yay. Anastasia, question from 
Andrea, I'm going to say. Andrea, I don't know if that's right, but that's fun. What is the difference between not identifying with your projections and disowning them? I heard you speaking about disowning them last week. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't remember saying that. That's why. <laughs> I really do not remember saying that. Probably the same thing. I'm guessing it is the same thing. Um, not identifying, disowning them. So it's like, I don't own that. It's not like, you know, I'm getting the perception. Okay, I'm getting the perception that I'm in the ego. Okay, I don't own that. Let's say it like that. Does that contradict what you were saying? Probably. If there's no healing, then how am I healing in relationship? Okay, nothing in the world is healing. Nothing in the world is healing or harmful. Nothing in the world is healing or harmful. Okay, it's all in your mind. It's all in the mind. So the re even the relationships are not healing or harmful. They come together for healing. They come together for healing, that's all. So, so, so you'll see the different thoughts come up about the person you're in relationship with. That's what it's for. See the thoughts come up about yourself being in a relationship with this person. That's all it's for. All kinds of thoughts come up around the relationships. All right. It's not like, it's not like one relationship's going to heal you better than another. Like whatever, whatever relationship, whatever relationship is occurring to you right now, right now, that's the only relationship that can be right now. You don't, you didn't have a choice in it. And you don't have to separate anything out. It's all for healing. So you can also say, you can also say the, the marijuana is for healing. The perception of you taking marijuana is for healing. Is marijuana healing in itself? No. Is it harmful in itself? No. Okay. And your mind can do no harm. You can make illusions of harm. You can, you can make illusions of harm. You can make illusions of harm by pretending like the marijuana is either healing or harmful. And guess what? You can go either way. Search online. Search for uh, marijuana benefits online. You get a bunch of them. Uh, marijuana threats. You get a bunch of those too. Okay? Doesn't mean anything. It's funny because I'm an acupuncturist and I know that I'm not really doing anything, but I have to pretend. Yeah, isn't that fun? Isn't it great? And I like to go get acupuncture. And aren't you in Hilo? Give me your number. <laughs> none of these things, none of these things are doing anything. But we make the illusion of them doing something. You know, it's like it's it's like you automatically, you could say the mind automatically plays out whatever it is that needs to be play, played out. If I find myself going for acupuncture, you know what? I'm being connected with this person in this way for healing. The needles are also for healing. Are they healing themselves? No, because all the healing it occurs in the mind. <laughs> Yay, she is in Hilo. Yes, let's have some acupuncture. Sounds good. <laughs> uh -huh.
So it's really helpful. I know there seems to be a lot of contradictions when you don't see the perception as totally unrelated to reality, just totally unrelated. And you know, you can go, you are reality. You are reality. You don't see your created reality right now. You see perception, which totally denies reality. So it totally denies who and what you are. That's why it seems like there's a lot of, a, a lot of contradictions in what I speak, because it seems like I'm speaking about the illusion and, you know, or referring to it as the illusion. I don't even know how to really put that. But whatever is playing out on the surface, whatever you find yourself doing, whatever you perceive yourself or, or other people doing, that is totally unrelated to reality, to who you are. That's your mind. Unrelated. Okay? What you get in the illusion is a projected mind. It's like a projection of the mind. Okay? a projected mind it's not related it's a complete it's a you could say it's an abomination <laughs> speaking biblical terms <laughs> so whatever seems to be happening it is completely meaningless it's made of meaningless thoughts it has no relevance to reality whatsoever keep on denying truth to that keep on denying it deny truth to that and you'll start to see more and more. It'll show you that you are making it up. That is a very good question, anonymous attendee. If we're all pretending and making things up, is that not insanity? Yes. Yes, it is insanity. Yes. That's why what you see is an insane world. Meaningless, the same as insane. It's an insane world and uh, and a, a an aspect of the mind you could say a projected aspect of the mind has gone insane by the belief that we separated ourselves from reality okay and the making things up it comes from the ego's guidance oh you can't go back you have made a big mistake you can't go back to you can't go back to heaven you can't go back to reality here I can help you make a world where you can hide. Basically, we're all hiding here. That was another thing I brought up yesterday. Just, you know, watch when you're hiding things. See if you can just like speak them. Because there's no one to hide from. That hiding is just, that's all about, that's all about trying to hide from yourself. That's all. See if you can, see if you can. See if that feels good to you. If not, no worries. No worries. You'll ask again at another time. Why am I hiding this? The other day it was so funny. I found myself, I was at Kahena. It's a nude beach. And I'm nude at the beach, you know. I'm not one of the ones with clothes on. I'm like, oh my goodness. I could be nude in the sun and go swimming. It was a beautiful day. Anyways, I go up to the car and I'm peeing at the car. And the way I do it, I open two doors. I got a big SUV. I open two doors. It kind of makes a dressing room. And then there's, the, there's a tree. So I lift my dress and I'm just peeing on the tree. <laughs> and then all of a sudden these guys are dri driving by and I'm like, oh. and I'm like, like startled and putting my dress down real fast. And I think they saw me. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I just had to laugh to myself so much because it was just like an automatic, like I have something to hide. I was just down there buck ass naked. Now, all of a sudden, I got something to hide because I'm peeing, on, you know, 
up at the tree. <laughs> you know, just laugh at it. Let the, let the reactions automatically come and then just laugh at it. It's funny. It's like the, the knee jerk reaction is to hide something. And just in being aware of that. That's how the mind gets restored to sanity. It's not trying to cover it up, letting everything be exposed to the light. It's kind of like being naked is like, kind of like a symbol for that. You know, like uh, before I moved to Hawaii, my boobs and beeve and butt never saw sun. <laughs> like pretty much never. <laughs> and now it's all exposed to the light. And, you know, that's kind of like, for me, that's kind of symbolic. Let everything be exposed to the light of your awareness. Everything will get resolved. It's only a matter, it's only a matter of time, okay? Yay. So, I don't see hands, do I? Let me see. Am I on this thing? Oh, here we go. I don't see any hands. I don't see any more questions. I thought it was going to be long, but it's short. <laughs> so if anyone has anything else, please raise your hand. Um, I certainly don't mind sticking around longer. I love it. It's so much fun for me. Um, if anything else, let me just take a few minutes to be silent and see if anything else comes up. Oh, look, some question comes up. <laughs> Why do I get into arguments with people and try to get them to see the truth? Oh my gosh. We were just talking about this yesterday too. That is so fun. If they don't subscribe to your teachings, I find myself challenged and constantly, constantly wanting to teach them so they'll understand truth better. Yeah. Um, that's a distraction. That's a, that's saying, that's, that's saying that I think I get it, but I really don't. That's why I want this other person to get it. You know, um, when it grocks better for you and you're and and you feel like it's true for you, you feel like it's really true for you, that quote truth that I'm teaching is actually true for you. You don't feel the need to teach it to other people. <laughs> you don't feel the need to teach it to anyone. Okay. There's only the only teaching you could do is teaching your own mind. You teach your own mind. So if they, if you perceive them not seeing the truth, then you be the truth. You know how you be the truth? Take care of those upset feelings that you get in reaction to them not seeing the truth. That way you're the example. You're going to be an example of what's true to the point where people will come up to you and ask you, hey, tell me, tell me what's going on. How are you so calm and happy? How are you never in any arguments? <laughs> You'll never find yourself in any argument if you're, well, once, I'm going to say once you are tuned in to that feeling of going toward argument before it manifests as an argument. It's an energy that's moving toward an argument. And you know, you just get unmotivated for that. You start to step off of it. You know, people will come up and tell me delusional things all the time. It's great. I love it. You know, it could be someone in my family, someone that I'm close to. You might think, oh, that's a special relationship. It's their child. Don't you love them very much and want them to know the truth? No, they are the truth. They are the truth. And they're always right. So when they come up to me and tell me that I'm, I'm tired because I partied last night, for instance. Oh, really? 
or I might, I, I might find myself saying, I might find myself saying, well, that's not really possible. And if, if there's a defense about that, it's like, oh, okay, never mind. Just disregard that. It doesn't mean anything. None of the words mean anything. If that's the reaction, if defense is the reaction, just disregard that. You know, I usually have essential oils in my purse. So if something flies out of my mouth, I don't have any say over what goes out of my mouth. Something flies out of my mouth and I sense def defensiveness, I'll be like, I might be like, oh, never mind. Let's smell this essential oil instead. See? <laughs> the main thing is, and what everyone's looking for and what you're, you're looking for too, my anonymous attendee. <laughs> is that connection, that connection and that peace. It's connection with yourself. When you connection with connected with yourself, you can extend love. And that's all, you know, you've heard you're only love. You know, what love does is extend love. It doesn't feel good if you're not extending love. And you find out you're not extending love when they react to you like that. That's what, that way you could just step off that very train of thought. You just step right off of it. It's not interesting to you anymore. It doesn't have to keep coming out of your mouth because the very thoughts about that concept in that conceptual way are meaningless to you. Now you just want to demonstrate the truth. Just be a demonstration of it. That's so much more than words. That's so much more than words. Calm, happy, peaceful, because you see through thoughts that are defiling you because you see through thoughts of you having anything to teach anyone else. Okay. You can't teach anyone anything. You can't teach anyone anything. And they can only use you, use their impression of you to teach their own mind. Okay. That includes me. I can't teach anyone anything here. Oh, but hope, why are you over here doing these teachings then? Well, it's teaching, it's teaching my, my own mind, which is constantly learning. What I'm sharing with you is what I mean to teach my own mind. And what you, and what you get from that, that's what you mean to teach your own mind. Okay? There is no one but me, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're arguing with yourself. Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, you got it. So that's a teaching for you. When you get the sense that someone just wants to argue with you, that's a teaching for you. It's like, oh, thank you. That's not right. I don't agree with that. Oh, thank you for letting me know. Never mind. I find myself saying that if I sense someone wants to argue about anything. Anything. I think this and this and this and this. No, I am not. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Never mind. I don't need to pursue it. There's no need. That thought just occurred to me, popped out of my mouth. I have no motivation to pursue it. If you're bummed out, let's talk about something else. <laughs> if the universe tells you not to do something and you do it anyway, if the next one, if the next move seems seems uncertain, what is the best way to move forward? Well, there's no, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Maybe you weren't on yet, but there was a question about whether there's any kind of guidance for doing 
There isn't any kind of guidance for doing um, ego or otherwise, you know, because it's all thinking, it's all in the mind, it's all direction of thought. It really is direction of thought. If something seems uncertain, you can be certain that it's totally meaningless. That's what it is. The best way to move forward, the only way to move forward is in thought. It's in thought. And it's right now, it's so close. It's just this moment, just this moment. What does this mean to me? How, what am I making of this? What am I making of this right now? What do I wish to make of this right now? How would I rather feel? How do I know I'm deserving of feeling? What am, what am I making real? So the guidance is for seeing, not doing. That's all it's for. Did I go to the bottom? <laughs> Yay, mahalo to you too. Thank you, anonymous attendee. That's so fun. Let's see if I have more questions on Facebook over here. No, Facebook's kind of chilling. So watch it again. I don't know if this thing's even going. Let's see. Okay. Okay, we're good. We're all caught up. Okay. We've gone through a lot today. Probably a bit to digest. This will be posted to YouTube. It'll be posted to SoundCloud. Um, also, my iTunes is up and working again. Just yesterday I was saying, there's no, my stuff on iTunes isn't going there. It's on iTunes. Wisdom Dialogues online. Wisdom Dialogues in person is going there. Yesterday I had like a, a two hour and 20 minute session or something like that in person. Um, and then I do little short ones too. So check all that stuff out. You can go to hopejohnson.org. Look at all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm also the founder of an essential oil company called Miracle Botanicals. And we have wonderful, beautiful essential oils. Make sure to check out our um, free oil of the week. We always change our oil of the week. Right now and until Thursday, we have Roman chamomile, free bottle of Roman chamomile when you spend 50 bucks and it's super yummy. We also come up with new stuff all the time. So make sure to check out our new products. And we have a made in Hawaii section on our website. All the things that we make here and blend together ourselves are in the made in Hawaii. We have, we have a section just for that. And everything does come from Hawaii when you order off our website. We're not drop ship or anything wild like that. We have great quality and a huge selection. So check us out there, miraclebotanicals.com and hopejohnson.org. Those are the websites. I'm super stoked. I plan to be here, um, let me see, every weekend, every day in uh december except new year's eve i'm gonna take new year's eve off that's kind of temp tentative you know i love to come so <laughs> you know i love to be with you <laughs> but it's kind of tentative i might not be on new year's eve um depend maybe depending on how many questions i get other than that every tuesday 3 p.m hawaii time and in person 3 p.m. in Wawa. If you want to know about that, 
email me and I'll get you all set up on how to go to the Wawa one. I love you, Phoebes. You're so awesome. It's so fun to share with everyone. Mahalo, aloha, and a hui ho.